0: Good. Uh, yeah, I think um, it's amazing just to hear the stories of people that uh, went on spring break trips. And then we hope for some of you that went home too, that God really used it and blessed it. So um, before we dive into tonight, tonight uh, let me pray and and then we'll get started. Lord, we're just so thankful to be here. We're thankful to open your word. We're thankful for what you have to teach us. And um, even just in that mindset of going on a mission trip and, and serving you, Lord, help us to be in a place where we're continuing to um, put our lives in a place where you are the center of it and, um, and living out um, every aspect of our lives through that truth that you are, you are the center of our lives, Lord. And so um, lead us in this space, be with this time um, today, and we pray all this in your name. Amen. All right, if you guys have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 20. We are continuing our series in the book of Acts it's wild. We we have only eight more chapters to go. We're really excited for that um, and excited to continue um, just learning from the first Christians in the book of Acts. Um, and before we get into the passage specifically that we're going to hit on today, just want to share a little bit about something I've been learning lately. Uh, the last few days, my dad was in town. He was helping me with some house projects. As a new homeowner, I need a lot of help with these projects that we're doing. Um, and I, I'm a little bit handy, but my dad is like another level. Like, he really knows what he's doing. Even um, we called my brother up, who's an electrician, and my dad and him were talking like on the phone, and it felt like they were speaking like port- Portuguese. I had like no clue what they were talking about with uh, the, the project that they were talking about doing, but really appreciated him. Um, and usually when me and my dad are working together, um, usually we get into conversations about sports, uh, movies, or f- our family, or current events, and things like that. And then oftentimes our conversations will go a little deeper into more spiritual conversations. My dad is a strong man of faith. And I shared with him about uh, this music video that I saw on YouTube recently, and it was um, from the band Pearl Jam. Any Pearl Jam fans out there? Anybody? No? I'm the only one? Okay. just uh, it, They're a good band if you ever want to check them out. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, anyways, the, uh, this, this particular music video that I saw, um, it was from one of their concerts, and as they were singing this song, uh, this, this very popular song that Pearl Jam sings, the, the lead singer did something different than he's done before. He started singing, but then he stopped singing, but then continued to play the melody. And everybody at this concert kept singing the song. And so he just stood back and everybody was just singing. And, and it was a, kind of a powerful moment. Like people got really into it. You could see people crying, raising their hands. Like it, it was a really interesting moment. And I said to my dad, you know, I said, man, this, this video, it looked like church, you know? It looked like people raising their hands in, in worship. And I was like, that was interesting. And my dad said this, which was really insightful. He said, you know, Joe, you know what that tells me? We were made for worship. He said, You know, we were made to worship something. Within the human soul is this desire to worship. And if it's not God, we fill it with something else. We were made for worship. And adding on top of that, too, just like we were made for worship, I believe we were also made for mission. We were made to be part of something greater than ourselves. We were made to be a part of a mission. And in order to identify what that mission is, you first have to understand what do you worship. What you worship makes clear what your mission is. And if you look at, back to the book of Acts, if you look at the Apostle Paul, it was really clear his mission. His mission was to expand the kingdom of God. And as he did that, that overflowed from his love of God that he, as he loved God and he worshipped God, his, his mission flowed out of that. And so I want to keep that in mind because that's really going to be the theme for today as we're understanding the mission that God is calling you to and really understanding the foundation of that is your love of Jesus. And so if you're already in um, Acts chapter 20, uh, just look that up. And then, um, But if you don't, you can follow along. On the screen will be in verse 22, just a couple of verses. And in verse 22... Of chapter 20, I'll just give a little context. Uh, Paul is in the city of Ephesus, and he uh, has been in the city of Ephesus for a couple of years, and he planted a church here, and he's about to leave, and he feels like the Holy Spirit is leading him to go to Jerusalem. Now, as he's going to Jerusalem, there's going to be a lot of difficulty and a lot of trials that are coming, and he knows this, but he still feels called by God to go to Jerusalem, and he says this in verse 22, and he says, Now behold, I'm going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and affliction await me. But I do not account my life of any value nor precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Of God. I love that verse. I would encourage you to circle that verse in your Bibles. This verse, uh, verse 24, has, has really been a life verse for me. Um, in, in a lot of ways, too, this verse really identifies the mission of the Apostle Paul. He devoted his life to spreading the gospel. The mission of God was greater than his life. And here's the thing. This isn't just the mission of Paul. This is actually our mission. This is our mission statement as Christians. To put Jesus first and at the center of our lives. You know, I heard a story um, not too long ago from a good friend of mine. He's a pastor up in Bowling Green. And he shared this story about meeting this uh, student. She was from China. Her name was Jan. And when he met the student, he began a conversation with her and began sharing the gospel with her. And this woman, Jan, she was really encouraged by the message of Jesus, and she said, wow, this is incredible. I, I believe this. This is, this is wild. I believe that Jesus died for me. And, and my friend, again, who's a pastor, was like, oh, this is great. Wow, she, this person's going to accept Christ. This is awesome. And as they were talking, this woman said, I understand this gospel, but I can't accept it. And, and my friend Brian was like, wait, why, why can't you accept it? If you understand it, why aren't you accepting it? And she said, well, the thing is, if I accept the gospel, that means I have to give everything to Jesus. And that means Jesus is number one in my life. And she said, for me, my family's really involved with the Communist Party back in China, and some of those officials really look down on Christians. And so if I become a Christian, that means my family will suffer, and I will suffer. And so I, I, can't, I can't do that. I can't accept this message. Even though I believe it, I can't do it. And that, that story is very sad, but I think what's important to know is that Jan understood the reality of the gospel. She understood that Jesus, if you're going to accept him, he has to be the first priority in your life. And that's hard. That's hard for us, especially even in the West and as, as, as American Christians, to, to still do that, You know, I think where you're so distracted by so many things, so many things are pulling our attention. But the reality is, the cost of the gospel is that Jesus is number one in your life. Jesus says this in Matthew 16, he says, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And so this, again, this verse in Acts really has ministered to my life. And it's been, at times, a challenging verse, too. Um, And when I first read this verse in college, again, it inspired me. And I I began praying, like, Lord, help me be in a space where you are number one in my life. And so what's been amazing as I, you know, my job, when it comes to our marriage, our family, our church, everything has been centered around this mission statement to put Jesus first, in our lives and every decision we make as a family has been following this mission and i'm telling you it it hasn't always been easy right in in fact at times it's been really hard even this summer um before me and my family before we moved down here it was very hard we were uh, really struggling with this idea of are we really going to move to athens and start a church like this is crazy why would we move further from family further from friends but, but as we were praying, we just felt this clear, clarity that God was calling us to be a part of this, that God was calling us to move to Athens to help start this church. And, and I, th- I think that we need to remember this, that if we love God, we want to serve him in all that we do, that he has to be the priority of every decision that you make. And I can say it's been worth it. It's been worth it. Now, I want to clarify, I'm not saying that everyone needs to go on staff. That would be cool. We'd welcome you. We would love that. Um, but uh, Or to go into full-time ministry or to go overseas. I'm not saying that. But what, what, what I am saying is that God has a mission for you. God is calling you to something. And, and that might look different, how it plays out, but it's the same mission, to put him first and to advance his kingdom. And so for some of you, it might be, man, Become a great doctor. Become the best teacher you can and glorify God in that space. So for some of you, it might be going in the business community. For some of you, I don't know, you know, it might be opening a coffee shop. I don't know what it is. But whatever it is, are you putting Jesus first? Is he your priorities? Is he your first love? That is the call for us as Christians. And Jesus says in Matthew 7, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. This is the call of the gospel, to put Jesus first in your life. And when we put him first, we orient our lives in the correct way because he is the only one, going back to worship, he is the only one worthy of our worship. He is the only one deserving of that because he is God. He's the God who made you and loves you. And if he really is God, we can put our full trust in him and really live lives um, in the way we were meant to live them. And so that's the call. And this you know, is a much shorter message than normal. normal but I think uh, the, the power of that message is the same, that we need to put Jesus first. And so as we close today, I want us to ask ourselves a couple of questions. And as we close in prayer, really asking yourselves these two questions. Number one, um, what do you worship? What do you worship? And then number two, how can you glorify God in what he calls you to do? And so really, it's really, you know, what do you worship? And then what's your mission? How can you bring God glory in whatever it is he calls you to do? Answering these two questions will give you clarity and understanding and really following what the Apostle Paul lived his life for and what we can live our lives for as well. And so with that, I'll pray as the band comes up. Lord, we thank you just for the chance to come today to hear about what you've been doing um, in our church and beyond. And God, we just pray that we would orient our lives around your mission and that that would flow out of our worship and our love for you. And as we close in worship today, that we would continue to put ourselves in a place where we are before you and letting you lead every step of our lives. And so thank you, Lord, for bringing us here. Thank you for the, the power of the gospel, Jesus, to change and to save us. And God, we pray that we would have faith and be bold in whatever it is you call us to do. And so we pray all this in your name. Amen.